Oh, so nice to be home after a long business trip. Now let's see what's on the computer. Well, hey, Derek and Lon did a podcast without me. That's great. Let's see. Hey, let's see how they it did. is Wednesday, March 14th, 2007. This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Special short edition. <laughs> Short man edition. Short man edition. Tonight it's two of the of the usual suspects. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanets.com. This is Ron Lopez, filling in for Brett Schneider and uh, manning the boards and everything else. You're filling in for yourself as well because you're ordinarily here. But, That's uh, you're true. Backup. We have that no Steve. No. We have no Rick Brett Schneider. He's they needed me. We have no Andy. Meade. And I wasn't there to help. Uh, this is. This is bad. This is this is really bad. Don't don't worry, guys. Uh, I'm coming. This looks like a job for sound guy. Yeah, sound. No. Huh. I'll, I'll, I'm coming. Kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Gentlemen, here now with the beautiful Fanboy Planet comic shop in Santa Clara, California, Derek McCall. Thank you. We'll add the wild applause in post-production. Uh, Excellent. This is Derek McCall, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. Wow. That was just, um, wow, sarcastic clapping. So early <laughs> in the evening. Haven't even really begun. It even qualifies a golf clap. It didn't. But that's okay. And, of course, that was my new fabulous announcer who has been here before. hi <laughs> Mr. Lon Lopez. Yes. Of uh, MoronLife.com and FanboyPlanet.com as well. He, he fights it. He struggles. He tries to assert his own identity, but we'll st- steal it from him. Read my kick-ass reviews. All right. Yes. And... Thank heavens he's back. <laughs> Returning from a conference oh in God. Washington. Thank you. <laughs> is Go ahead, introduce yourself to the folks. I'm Rick Brett Snyder, and I have the technology. Indeed. He has returned. Sound engineer. Return and our, of the king. And our moral compass. <laughs> Apparently last week we got a little, well, a lot off track. And, that was uh, my fault. Sorry. It was all Lon's fault. But, but Rick is back to show us how it's done. This show will have 100% less tea. <laughs> there goes our comic idea. Yeah, but still, they'll be bagging. All right. <laughs> so, to begin with this Lots week, to talk about this indeed. week. Indeed. Let's, ta- let's start by talking about comics, because that's what we're here for. This oh. week, finally, Amazing Spider-Man number 539 came out. And why I say finally is because Civil War is over, or at least... The major plot twists are It'll all never done. be over. It'll Not never for be me. Over. I know. Scars will never heal. It's never over. Okay, sorry. I know. That was my know. Rambo. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, finally, finally, uh, Marvel is able to actually explain why Spider-Man got into the black suit. So amazing that Spider-Man number 539 uh, came out. 
this week, today, and he's in the black suit, and it finally makes sense after him showing up in a lot of other comics. Does the it black make suit. sense? It actually does, and I, I credit J. Michael Straczynski, who has been hot and cold on this title. I mean, he's been very divisive with some of his plot lines, but this, I bought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I totally accepted the, the reasons he gave and thought, well, that was good writing. And yet it still makes me angry because in the other books, they've had to have Spider-Man in a black suit without any of the passion, any of the anger that spurred him to put in to put on the black costume because they couldn't explain why he'd put on the black costume because it hadn't been revealed yet in Civil War. Who do we blame? Who do we get mad at? Bad editing, bad timing, all that. Boo! Marvel. You know, so yeah. there I did it. For I, you. But I do think that it may, that it's a that this is the uh, this may be the last arc that J. Michael Straczynski is writing. I think he, now I've, I understand this one more day thing is with Joe Casada doing art, and then that's going to be his swan song on the character, and he's going to go on to just writing miniseries. Wait, Joe Casada's doing art? Yeah, he's totally he's used Spider Man up, thrown him away like a tissue. So you're saying that that Joe Casada art book is going to take like five years to uh, complete? Mm, yeah. Well. Okay. They, good. Just checking. Well, interestingly, just like Daredevil Father. Yeah, we love that one. You should say this. You know, at uh, at, uh, fan, at at WonderCon, Dan DiDio made a comment in a panel about how uh, he understood that fans were getting very upset about late books, in particular All Star Batman and Robin. I myself have not keenly felt the absence of that book. There was a great question been, about how late that was. About how, yeah. Well, we but how he said how he said that, you know, he understands. And I thought, wow. Dan DiDio honestly was taking it, you know. And people throw punches at him and he and he takes He's them. He's taking it on the chin. And he do, totally yeah. does. And answers honestly and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm sure paraphrasing poorly, but basically it came down to, we are comic readers. We expect to be able to go into a shop on a monthly basis and pick up a book they promised us we'd want to read. And and publishers have not really taken steps too much in the last couple of we- couple months, couple of years to really honor that commitment to us, the fans that keep them in business. Interestingly enough, because we were talking about you know all these schedules off for Amazing Spider-Man, we just had this helmet of, of fate event. DC canceled the first and second issues of Doctor Fate that had been solicited in previews because the art had to change. Uh, Paul Galassi was going to do it at the last Helmet of Fate issue. It says Steve Gerber and Paul Galassi are going to be the, doing the art. Wow. But I knew at WonderCon, because my friend Walden Wong was walking around inking. Sorry, that did sound like a like a lame name drop. But it, Walden's it was been a, a lame name but, drop. But Walden's been a good supporter. And Walden's walking around. He's inking uh, Justiniano on Dr. Fate. And and then I saw this thing that says, oh, Paul Galassi's. No, they had Paul Galassi couldn't make the schedule work, so they're behind in getting yeah. the book done they could put out the first issue but they couldn't do the second in time so rather they're just waiting until they've got a few issues in the can Justiniano is not necessarily the speediest but he's he's a good artist and they're letting they're trying to make that commitment to a series that people that they were it's not too bad and it's not going to hurt continuity or timing with other right and they were were all begging for a Dr. Fate comic so I mean come on I I like Dr. Fate I I like Dr. Fate I would have liked to see Paul Galassi on Dr. Fate I I think it would have been interesting but I'm also happy to see Walden get a jump so who's the more exciting doctor Dr. Fate or Dr. Strange Strange I vote neither I'm sorry Strange Dr. Midnight Oh, him, Doctor Midnight, cool. go in the ring, in the running there. But after cool. Midnight, you know why? Because he's sexier. How about Doctor Occult? Mm. Yeah, Doctor Occult's kind of sexy. Backup stories like Doctor Doctor Occult. Occult can sort of be sexier because uh, he does turn into a woman half the time. 
Mm-hmm. So. Sexy for who, though? Because, I mean, that's kind of weird. Rose is, is sexy. It is weird. He's very popular. It's Hermy a little yeah. bit. Okay, anyways. All right. Uh, there you go. So uh, I'm bringing it back down, baby. A book uh, that I don't think any of us got to read. Maybe Rick did. Maybe Rick can tell us. But The Initiative, which took some people by surprise. I was told that didn't come out yet, and I missed it. But anyways. I think I read it. Did you? Did you last enjoy it? a blur. Uh, sure. Actually, I didn't mind the last couple of... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I read Confession, and I read... Uh, I think I read The Initiative and The Spotlight Issue like in a real quick... Setting. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what the story was. Well, you're the only one of us that managed to get your hands on a copy, yeah. so that's why I'm saying it. Sold well, I out. heard they, the, the talk was it's about all the different uh, teams around in every state or something oh, like that's that. that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And at first, I, I'm i thinking, man, that's going to be lame. You know, you know I started to read it, and I decided that it was too much for the time I had to set aside. I set, I set it aside. I, it, but it's it's like one of those orienting books. Not because of quality, because Not you didn't, because have, the books, because I didn't have the time to sit down. I didn't have the time. I still haven't read that Batman issue. That's all text because I want to. Read but can I just it. say though that I think that Rick is a responsible adult, unlike the other two of us. I, I know want to say that, we yeah. just we're fanboys. Deadlines, but um, so you know deadlines. we all know how much I hate Civil War. But um, I was thinking, oh God, another book, The Initiative. Oh God, it's terrible. But I figured out why The Initiative is what it is. Do you guys want to know? Sure. Sure. Because we need people for Hulk to go through. Once he gets back <laughs> for Planet 50 Hulk. 50 states. 49. 48. The countdown 49. from 50. Holy crap, the Hulk, the Texas Twisters couldn't stand up for the think Hulk. Think about it, okay? Oh, love to, yeah. How many people are going to throw? Rangers, sorry. <laughs> no, the but Great that's, Lakes Avengers. That's the whole point of Planet Hulk is he's got to go through everybody. Well, if there's a 50-state initiative, Start in Hulk's going to go through every uh, I want to see how one. the Utah heroes do. There you go. Um, Seagull Man. Yes. Locust Man. <laughs> John's okay. Anyways. Doctor Deseret. Mm. I am Salt Lake Woman. Captain Curfew. No. I didn't oh. think I, Captain. <laughs> Captain Curfew. Captain carefully controlled alcoholic license. There yes. You. Only on weekdays. Yes. Okay. Mm. There we go. So yeah, that's it is. It's probably a Planet Hulk thing. Uh, a good setup. So so there you go. It so was originally intended to be a one shot. They announced uh, an ongoing series. This be an ongoing. Well, series. I originally hoped to hated it. I hate it, and I haven't read it, but if it, if my prediction comes true, and it's something that the Hulk can kill all those people, then bravo, Marvel, bravo. Now, bravo. I, absolutely, I, and, and along that, uh, Marvel is bringing back in either planet, either World War Hulk or uh, Annihilation, which is still going on, sort of, uh, the with the Cosmic Heroes. Um, I'm not sure which team is going, which book is going to get this, but I've got to give Marvel props. Uh, Rocket Raccoon is going to. Uh, oh wow, that's be, hot. He thanks Paris. <laughs> <laughs> wow, talk about somebody who doesn't look as good in real life. <laughs> Where's the dog? Wow, Paris has quite a mustache problem. I didn't realize that. That's hot. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think she was so Latino. Um, sorry about that. Of course, Paris Hilton played es by our caliente. own man. <laughs> Lon Lopez. Anyway, so yeah, they're setting up that and. Um, and then we've got uh, World War Hulk coming, which uh, somebody, was it you that pointed this out? That no, it was my good friend Mike Flores, and if he is listening, which he never does. Mike, we're going to talk about your idea. Um, but my buddy Mike Flores, I was ex- he's he's a more of a Marvel reader than a DC reader, so I kept telling him how I love 52 and how consistently consistently it's good every week. So he's all, what's it about? So I broke down the story, and then I, we got to the Black Adam part, and I said, and he's like, oh, what's this World War Three going to be about? 
I'm like, well, essentially it's Black Adam versus the world. And his response was, you mean like Planet Hulk? And I went, oops. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Except I think World War Three is going to happen first. Ah, DC beat him there. But uh, similar, but, you know, the whole thing is that... Uh, but isn't it weird, though, that there's a World War Hulk announced a few months ago and then... DC all of a sudden a couple months later goes, hey, we're going to add a special event to the end of 52. It's just like, I, but DC had Identity Crisis and then Marvel had Identity Disc. You know, so. It was weird. Uh, yeah. They've play, they played that game with each other many times and, and the proof is going to be in the pudding. How good is the actual story? I'm thinking World War Hulk's going to be good. I'm fine with that. I think World War Three is going to be good. And what we were talking about just before we began is let's, let's give props to 52 in being uh, not always the same artist. You know, one of the arguments in Civil War was, you know, you had the same guy, Steve McNiven, drawing each issue. 52, too big a project for one man to do on a weekly basis. So the art has been, let's say, journeyman-like, uh, workman-like. It's been coordinated. Uh, the, the common thread that every issue has is Keith Given doing breakdowns. This is incredible storytelling and a tribute to storytelling overall, whereas I don't think Civil War, Civil War has been flashy art, beautiful stuff. We'll never take away from that work. But what makes 52 so satisfying is good storytelling week after week. And I hope the countdown continues that. But let's give praise to can, Keith Giffen. Can we wish for a World War Three Hulk where it's Black Adam versus the Hulk? Crossover. Because that might, that might bring me back into comics. Well, but, you know, Dan DiDio and... Who Joe would win? Who would win? I, I, I don't know. Hulk, because he's the strongest one there is. In the Marvel End of story. Oh. End of story. Okay. I think... Moving was that, on. Was that all you had then? <laughs> we could make Next question. Black Next. Adam. Uh, but that wouldn't happen because Dan DiDio and Joe Quesada have both said they feel that crossovers have been done for a, a while. And I... And... I don't know. Yeah. That's... Well, when they always... You know why the crossovers have been done? Because they always have to do the cheesy... Well, we have this universe gaping hole in time riff, and everybody has to... J you know the one that was really good was the Spider-Man-Superman one, where they didn't even touch on that. They just happened to both be in the same city. Yeah, they're just, time. like, in the same neighborhood. Well, yeah. the first few. Yeah. Uh, Spider this, it was the second Spider-Man versus Superman. And Do you Batman? remember the Batman and Hulk? Batman versus Hulk. That was Hulk. great. Yeah. That was a great crop. There was also Teen a Titans and X-Men. Uh, there was also a... Uh, Steve Rude did a Superman versus the Hulk. Which was again just sort of like it was a flashback for Superman as a younger man, you know, watching he and Lois were watching a documentary on Bruce Banner and just said, you know, oh, I met the Hulk in his early days. Uh -huh. So went dude to just like, you know, I was playing a harmonica in the back seat of my pick in my. Uh, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that, Rick. Whoa. <laughs> and that's where Rick Jones has been, by the way. I realize he, because uh, we were talking about this in Civil War, nobody's talking about what Rick Jones thinks. Rick Jones is going to be picked up in the loners, number one, because uh, Rick Jones is bankrolling. What I want to know is, if there's a super team, how do you call them loners? Well, they used to be called Excelsior. I know, but they're not alone. I know. They're a recovery oh, group okay, for okay. Uh, for uh, teams that uh, want, don't want to be in the life anymore. So among them is Julie Power of Power Pack. That's hot. I did see some preview pages <laughs> with that. I have the preview pages up yeah. on Fanboy Planet. Ah, that's where I saw One that. of the few things I've been able to post this week. Where would I find that on the web? www.fanboyplanet.com. And as I, well, I say again, so much. please, please, people, support our sponsors. You know, maybe a little PayPal donation because Daddy's got to buy new computer equipment <laughs> to keep this website going. Uh, or at least new software. 
but I, I love Vista. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I do. I just need to get a lot more RAM. Fence mending. In just order to easy. in order to run Vista, I need a lot more RAM than the laptop I have got. So we've uh, in. Let's stay on comics for for a moment because you you mentioned you read the confession. One of you guys mentioned I did. you read the confession. I did. Too. I read it as well. Yeah. So all three of us have. Yeah, we have all it's read. It's a hat trick. It's a hat trick. Mm. Hmm. How many of us paid for it? No. Ah! I paid. Stay away. Uh, we're not. We're not going there. It came out last week in a in a, a column called "Comics Should Be Good," which runs on Comic Book Resources, uh, a site I like to read. Comics Should Be Good had uh, has uh, dispels urban legends in comics, and one of the things was that J.M. De Mateus, Mateus, that's how he's pronounced it. J.M. De Mateus had planned to kill Captain America 20 years earlier. That it actually happened when his groundbreaking run. I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but you got to say that. When, when was his run? I don't remember. It was in the 80s. Uh, and it was running up to Captain America number 300. Who was doing the art? Do you remember? Was it Mike Zek back then? I don't remember if oh, it was okay. Zek. I saw a picture of it. Uh, it may have been Zek because he planned to assassinate, have have Captain America assassinated, and, Steve, and uh, someone else, like the American Eagle, was a Native American character, would then take over as Captain America. Ooh, that would have been good. And it was an interesting thing, but, it, but the notion got spiked by Jim Shooter. And, uh, so Shooter... Shot, shot it down. down. He did. He did. So uh, <laughs> I got to meet Dave Mateus at uh, he was at WonderCon across the the row from uh, Elusive Arts all all weekend long. So we talked at length, and uh, because he's been doing a bang up job on his books from Hyperion, the Abadazad with Mike Plug, which let's plug those those cool children stuff. As we often complain, there's not enough family stuff, and people are doing it. It's just not with not with. Uh, titles that anybody knows and recognizes and that's the thing is back to that familiarity. So we talked to him about Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> we, I did uh, this week and he said you know, that he agreed with Shooter's decision and why? Because he thought, you know, again, I'm not going to put, I don't want to put thoughts in his mouth, but he was agreeing that Shooter had to do what was right to maintain the, the character's integrity. One of the things that he was going to do was make Captain America turn pacifist and that's why he would get assassinated. Uh, people were not happy with Captain America, the living legend of World War II, feeling that there had to be a nonviolent path. As a lot of Demetrius's work has pursued that, he's definitely worked out spiritual issues. So on Captain America, became a little more spiritually oriented, and and you know, could you solve the problem by doing something more than just beating the crap out of the bad guy? So so what they wanted him to like walk around and rehabilitate everybody and uh, was make like them that. see the light. And he was going like, like political movement was going to form behind oh, him. Oh, thank God that storyline. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure in context at the time it, it would have been readable. Uh, you know, I don't know enough about it. I don't really remember enough of that run. I know I had it. I know I bought it, but I don't remember. It was a different time, Lon. It was a different time. It was a good time. Back Carter then. was the president. No, no, Reagan was president. Reagan was president. No, Carter was president. That would have been a different time. Um, yeah, but was it, you know, I remember back when I was a youngster, a little, little whippersnapper, um, they did a what if episode, and, or what if issue, and it was what if Captain America was assassinated, and uh, something happens where he's at a press conference or something, and somebody walks up and goes, pop, pops him right in the back of the head, and shoots him. So it was kind of like, oh, all right, I've seen this before, and now it's just official. So... Mm-hmm. Don't know. Don't know. And it's kind of an interesting thing in defense of Jim Shooter that uh, he in uh, that he uh, wanted long-term things, not these sudden events that would get a lot of attention. He was looking to the long-term survival of the character. Now everybody knows that 
Captain America is not really dead. What were we going to talk about the confession? And, and the confession. No, but they, before we move on, though, speaking of the American Eagle, mm-hmm. he was in the last Thunderbolts. Was so, he? Yeah. And, and he's talking about how he's going to shove that registration, registration act up, up there, whatever. And then uh, Venom eats his brain? Well, no, that's the thing. So basically, they just took the character Jack Flag and spent a whole issue, you know, taking him out and destroying him. And now they're going to take, you know, it looks like the American Eagle is going to come out of retirement and get tracked down in the Thunderbolts. And I'm just like, great. I always liked the American Eagle. I've always felt they never did anything cool with them. Now they're going to kill him in Thunderbolts. Great. So thanks, Marvel. Marvel's cleaning house. Mm-hmm. Sweep mm-hmm. up all the old heroes. Right. But that would have been awesome if American Eagle had placed Captain America. Could have called him, like, Captain Native American. That would have been awesome. Captain totally, American Eagle. Or even better, yeah. Or Captain American Eagle Outfitters as a, or something. <laughs> something you know like that. Uh, as opposed to the clone captain that we know is happening, which uh, Rick dubbed. And let's, uh, let's start it now. The clone of Captain America is called what? Clap. Clap. There we go. So. <laughs> but yeah, let's get to the confession, which is a nice bookend to Civil War. The, the confession was that where Marvel admitted that Civil War sucked. Yeah. No, oh, no, darn. that's that's not going to happen. Darn. That's for history to judge. That'll be another fifteen years. Joe Casada is the decider. And he has decided <laughs> that Captain America must die. So. Damn you, Casada. Oh shh. Anyway. No, no. But the confession actually did, as you said, it was almost uh, Tarantino-esque in its uh, plotting and the way it was... And the timing. The, 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 the way the, the story unfolded. But what I was saying, Brian Michael Bendis wrote that. And one thing, as we were rolling into Civil War, and people were thinking that, that uh, Tony Stark was acting out of character, in almost every book, but every time that Bendis handled the character in the New Avengers and a couple of the Illuminati, one thing that Bendis was laying the groundwork for, and he's never come out and said... Bluntly, but I gotta say, is it's clear he spent time with alcoholics or addicts, or maybe that's what you'd consider it, you know, his fans. Addictive personalities. Addictive personalities, and he has consistently written Tony Stark like an addictive personality, not you know, going, look, he's an addictive. Never reminding people, just it's not that there. He takes a drink, or that he right. has trouble. But that he has that single-mindedness that, once yeah. he's made a decision, he's going to hold on. Rigidity. Rigidity, yeah. absolutely. And Iron I thought man. it's rigidity. Hmm. Wasn't there a part though in the confession where he's all, "Oh, I've wanted to drink. Oh, I wanted to take a drink back." Well, there was one. There was one little bit about where he's staring and looking at Bonnie Walker, Black Label. <laughs> no, but I thought there was a line in there where he's, he's talking to the to the yes. making the confession. Yeah. Yes. And I thought, well, I mean, come on, that's you know, but the element, that's obvious. The element of it was though that the uh, maybe that was a little heavy-handed, but I'm sure that that was. It was part of the confession because you've got to make amends over the uh, bullet-riddled riddled body of Captain America. It's a little late, Iron Man. No, yeah. but you know because I, as Rick was pointing out, it's the only place he can make the confession because if he says it wasn't worth it, then everything isn't worth it. You know, it has to be. You done. know what I didn't like about the confession? What didn't you like? Because I just read the last front line where, um, what do you call it? Steve Rogers is having a conversation with that chick going, like, tell Tony, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, that one was I'm bad. all this and that. But then in the confession, he's still defiant to the yeah. very end. Right. And so it's two different. I choose to ignore the front line. Because there were many things about front line I didn't like. I didn't like that female reporter schooling Captain America saying, do you have a MySpace page? Yeah. When was the last time you watched NASCAR? Okay, well, guess what? I don't. 
I don't get NASCAR. Talk to Bill Gates. Ask him if he has a MySpace page. And how come Captain America didn't respond, have you ever flown a Quinjet, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and he just took it. I didn't like that. But, I mean, to say you can't be in touch with America unless you watch NASCAR, not to alienate any NASCAR fans that might be listening. But let's. But, okay, look, uh, you know, my son... It's a bunch of left turns, guys. Get over it. No, you know, my son's into, into the movie Cars. Lightning McQueen, very cool. Yeah. I'm all about that. Great, cool. Love it. My kid's into it. But you I do think... not understand NASCAR myself. It just doesn't float you my boat. You don't think Cap but watched I'm... NASCAR? No. No. But, look, but <laughs> my on. boat's floated by guys running around in spandex beating the crap out of each other. So, really, who am I to judge? At least NASCAR drivers are real people. But it's still. <laughs> but here's the thing. But to say that's how you define Americanism, that's no, 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 a but, but here's the thing. You just said, I choose to ignore Frontline. Uh, no, but no, that's no. irresponsible for Marvel to go. Hey, I think it's gonna... irresponsible of me. My, <laughs> crazy, my my crazy theory is that was clap being oh. warmed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> they warmed up the clap. Eh? They warmed up the clap in that. <laughs> Maybe that's what that happened. Little, let's put her put her in front of the crazy reporter. Maybe Reed Richards. Reed Richards behind Tony's back cloned Cap. And released him from prison. Yeah, that's Richard's. Then, Richard's getting oh, back into the that could, that could yeah. work. Are you listening, or is the Quasada? Richard's Cleep. Cleep. Cleep Clitchards? Okay. Mr. Claptastic. I think you're stretching it there. Speaking of stretching, I'd like to point out that tonight at Fanboy Planet Comics at in in Santa Clara, California, I've seen two things that you don't often see, and this is why people should come in here. Uh, I've seen a couple of uh, fairly attractive young ladies in here. They're gone now. They're gone now. No, no, that's a Witchblade statue. Oh, well, the, the, the schoolgirl Witchblade statue. I meant yeah. a real person. Oh, those. that's hot. And uh, and we've seen a couple of, of young children here. One is right now uh, nearby looking at Superman back issues with his father. Kids there you go. need to read This comics. is what we need to see more of, and it's happening here in the store right now. I wish, we had a, I, wish I had a camera so I could get photographic proof. You know, comics Spend promote reading. It would be better to find a copy, you know, proof of Bigfoot's existence. So, go ahead, Lon. I just saying? said comics promote reading. You should. And reading is fundamental. And is. fun. And fun. So Not uh, as fun as NASCAR, who we're hoping to pick up as a It's sponsor. a bunch of left turns. <laughs> but there is a Batman car. Somebody somebody sponsored a, a Batman car and Joker Mobile. And, so I, and we occasionally be Paul Newman will be there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I. I pay attention to those things. Okay. You know, and there you go. I mean, I learned from watching cars, they don't need to have headlights. Ah. ah. Yeah, because they're not street. <laughs> what if they drive at night? They don't. See, that's one of the but plot. But what if? That's one of the plot complications in cars, oh. see? You know? It's the hero's It was trial. clever. It was thought out. It was really well thought out. You're look, very, yeah, look very I didn't powerful. watch cars. I don't want to watch cars. So I bet he, I haven't seen the movie, but Next I bet he has question. to use one of his buddies to light his way. No? Okay. No, no, he just gets lost. Oh, he put a dead root off the red rose reindeer on the hood. You look so look so concerned. <laughs> I know. I, he gets lost. He gets lost. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it's, you know, anyway. Did they have that song Cars in it? No. But they do have uh, Life is a Highway, which I always enjoy. Okay, Lon. Oh, don't get into, you know, don't get into criticizing people's music, man. I love Rascal Flats. Oh, it was that's Tom who Cochran. Did it? Tom Cochran's oh. actually the original, but they had Rascal Flats redo it. Right, because you never let the original artists do songs for movie soundtracks no, anymore. No, because it's you always gonna have a new hit band re-record. Like Rascal yeah. Flats. Rascal Flats is a hit band for Disney. Okay. Uh, okay. 
Anyway, which by the way has made history last week because they've announced they'll have their first black princess in uh, the Frog Prince, Aurora. Uh, Aurora. Uh, <laughs> nothing's original. Nothing. I I can't remember what her name was. Uh, See how we talk about everything we on do. this podcast? It's like, amazing. Well, I was just saying, he tried to interview me for a for a vidcast at WonderCon, and he had to edit everything out because I just meander like crazy. <laughs> Not everything, just all, you know, 20 minutes of the, I needed like a good four minutes. And to, you got a good like 20 out of me. You got a good 20 out of me. Because I can just talk. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. And uh, let's let's turn to television now, or Exciting. movies, multimedia. Steve, do you have something to say, or are you just looming again? He was looking, looking at, at his gum. He's looking at my green gum. Mmm. Is it gamma irradiated? No, but speaking of green things. <laughs> yes. There was an announcement today. Do you want to tell the people about it? Okay, I will. Uh, but Lon's the one that tipped me off because I've been homesick today. Letting my mom serve me chicken noodle soup. <laughs> and uh, no, she didn't. I had to eat that on myself. Did she buy you comics from the no, grocery she store? Didn't. Uh, actually, you know, you no. should have sent her down. I should have sent her down here to get a comic for me, and I wouldn't have been able to podcast. My wife would have questioned it. What are you doing, your mom? I would not uh, have come back with the right because she would have come back with a with an Archie because she doesn't approve of all the other stuff no, I read. That stuff's mean. Yes, uh, I can remember that conversation at drugstores when I was five. Speaking of green, yeah, green. Back to green. Um, green, green. The Green Hornet. In what has to be about the fifth announcement of a different studio having the rights to make this film in a decade. Because I believe uh, ten years ago it was supposed to be George Clooney and Jet Li were going to star in, in an adaptation of that it. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, then about uh, three years ago, two years ago, Miramax had the rights, and an out, or Dimension Films, same thing, <coughs> that, uh, that Kevin Smith was going to write and direct The Green Hornet. Then he freaked out and said he was only going to write it. And then he got high and decided not to do that. And uh, did that Clerks would, 2 would, instead. That would have been really cool. He mm-hmm. got scared of taking a chance and went back on and did Clerks 2. Right. Way to go, Kevy. So it is announced today in, uh, well, you got it off of Yahoo, but probably Variety was where the source. Okay. Okay. We like <laughs> Yahoo. We do. No, I but love Yahoo. No, do we have to we pay get, him for that? No. 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 Okay. We it's free advertising. We have to let the... Uh, Wait, it's Mario. Mario's our boy. Oh, he, yeah, sure, he was our boy, but when was the last time... When has anybody seen... When was the last time anybody saw Mario boy. alive? He's on we, my I Am Friends list, and that's all I need, mister. Okay, I haven't even seen okay. him alive in a while. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Anyway, uh, so it comes from Variety that uh, Sony slash Columbia Pictures now has the rights to the Green Hornet, and they're going to move forward with this. And Thank God, because the fans have been dying <laughs> for this. Which doesn't actually mean make a film. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Apparently it means that they're going to say, we've got the rights to the Green Hornet. And it's, you know, I mean, which I think could be a really cool film if somebody would just oh, buckle yeah. down and make the dang thing. It's a, it's a, it's a great uh, superhero character with the the big car and the black. But would beauty. they have to update it? Would they? Would, are they going to make it up like a period piece? Like I would love it if they would tie in for everybody who doesn't already know the fact that the relationship with the Lone Ranger can't do it. Uh, owned yeah. by two different companies. Damn. Though they the they Lone Ranger, the it. Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet were created by the same guy, Fran Stryker, uh, for two different radio dramas. And yes, the Green Hornet is the grand nephew, great nephew of of the Lone Ranger. Yeah. But because they are owned by two different companies now, you cannot make that because this came up in Now Comics in the late '80s or early '90s. 
Now Comics is publishing a Green Hornet comic, which was actually pretty yeah, good yeah. and updated, and they made it make sense, and they just made it still, still yet um, yeah. another generational thing. So that well, the they could do it like Ghost Rider and have the old uh, Ghost Rider on the horse ride next to the Ghost Rider on a bike. Right. Well, this is what Now Comics did was they said that the '60s Green Hornet, the one from the TV series, uh, from both the his own show and one memorable guest shot on Batman, yeah. uh, that that guy. Had existed. Starring Bruce Lee as Cato. Bruce Lee as Cato. And which Jet Lee really wanted to play Cato yeah. because, and what's the, there was a movie he made where he, he, he was a superhero given superpowers and, uh. and totally wore the Cato outfit. Like superheroes automatically dress up like chauffeurs with masks. Yeah, and I, I can't think of what that was. No idea. Uh, Al, oh Al left, dang it, because Al and I saw that movie, I remember when it came out in the theaters and, uh. Was it called The Black Dahlia? No, that wasn't no. The Black Dahlia. Oh, okay. The Black Dalliance. Uh, no. But anyway, so they still allowed for the generational. So I can't remember how now. I think now comics just had like a painting in Britt Reed's office of the yeah. Lone Ranger and never said what it was. Just kind of like went, there yeah. is a character on a horse and that would be with enough. a mask. I, I mean, that would be enough. something that would do so, that. So, uh, I mean, you know, I feel like we've had this conversation before, but, but just briefly, in a nutshell... Tell me why Green Hornet's cool and why I think we I haven't had this specific conversation. But there is your lead-in is exactly the same. Why the, do I care no, what, just about what, the elongated man again? Who is the Green Hornet? What I mean, if he's just a poor man's Batman, why do we need a movie? I I, I don't know because uh, because first off, he's not in the typical superhero costume. That's spandex. He's got no. this overcoat. He really is part of the older uh, the, the slouch, Gumshoe, slouch hat cape yeah. thing, like the Crimson Avenger. Before now, they figured out they could put people in spandex. Yeah. He's a radio. He's a radio here. Like, no, I never saw the TV show. Was the TV show campy like the no. Batman one? No. One of the problems. Everybody expected it to be campy. Although the Batman crossover was campy. Okay. Yeah. But the Greenhearted show itself was done straight up. Yeah. I've never seen an episode. Really action filled. I've only seen a couple myself. Yeah. But uh, it's fun. Why the car's you get... tricked out. The car had a little satellite that came out the back. And you You're know. right, though, that a lot of the elements that made the Green Hornet cool in the first place have been lifted by other people. I would say he's almost more like a Moon Knight. He's wealthy. He's exactly. a newspaper publisher. But the thing about the Green Hornet is everybody thinks he's a criminal, and he pretends to be the head of a different mob, syndicate. Yeah. of a syndicate. And so as far as the criminals are concerned, if the Green Hornet moves in on your operation... He busts you, but that's so he can take over the operation. But yeah. he's really just cleaning up the city. So, you know, it could it, it's something that I don't think could make a good, in this day and age, a good television series, sure. for example. But I, but it could make a really cool movie. And I and it is, you know, I think if George Clooney had done that, oh, my gosh, that would have been cool. Yeah. That would have just been, well, you know, the epitome of cool I think playing they a should character just, who could be cool. I think they should scrap the idea of the Green Hornet movie. And go straight for the Brown Hornet movie because I think that would be a better reimagined. Yes. Cosby just doesn't, isn't interested in Come that. Come on, Bill. I'm sorry, he's not interested. Dust in it off, movie. the Brown Hornet. Did you see the Fat Albert movie? I I, I missed it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, it did really well at the box office. What was the Cosby superhero thing? Uh, this is the Brown Hornet. Was it the Cosby? No, he did another one. Didn't he? Uh, but something part two or you know, oh a Leonard part six. Leonard part six. But no 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 the Brown Hornet was a character that would show up the kid the Cosby uh, kids on Fat Albert would watch it. Rick's uh, a little too old. He didn't get that mm, reference and that's okay. Or you know he's just not he from the streets Fat like we are. So. Albert. I'm from the streets. Yeah you know we're from the, you know I'm from the avenues my friend. Okay either either way, King of the Burbs. King of the Burbs. I'm from are. the ways. Oh the ways okay. 
I'm from the terrace. Uh, and so <laughs> another rumor and, and that had gone up about movies this week is Shazam, of course, has moved forward in the last couple of weeks with uh, John August now. Wait, didn't we talk about this last week? Polishing no? a script from William Goldman. Did we talk about this? No, you didn't. Remember. I just listened last week. Uh, and then we were talking is... about... Uh, well, Shazam! The rumor came up that Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal was uh, in talks to play both Billy Batson and Captain Marvel, which made me vomit. And John August has gone on record and said, no, we're not, that, we're not at that point. But I just want to mention it because, you know, we've had our perfect Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman, nobody's talking about what's going on with Wonder Woman now that all we know is, you know, they fired Joss Whedon, and that's it. Nothing's happened since. So who would you cast Captain Marvel? <coughs> hmm, that's a good his, one. Dean Kane. Oh, no. no. It came out of the blue. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I just wanted to mix yeah. things up, man. Yeah, Hang on while I take my... Who's a, who's a hot new young actor out there that could pull it off? How about uh, Hugo from Lost? No, yeah. no, it's not going to work. Justin um, Timberlake? No. Yo, dog, I'm Captain Marvel, yo. Yo. Oh, Shazam wait. Or Marvel? Shazam. 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 Right. We have to call him yeah. Shazam. We have to call him Shazam. We can't call him, but it's the original Captain Marvel. Um, I would pick um Peter Petrelli from Heroes. Ooh, ooh. ooh, actually, I wouldn't be horrified by that. Yeah, yeah, he's got the jaw. He I was do thinking, it. wow, is it too late? For Nicely done. Go ahead. That was just off the top of my head. Um, he could play it straight too, but I'm thinking the guy who played the Tick. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. He's Ooh, get Patrick oh, Warburton could totally. Do. He's forty. A lot of people wouldn't be keen on that, but if you cast a good kid actor yeah. that people were, you know, wanted to follow, he look forty. No, you know, he doesn't. If you if you put a lot of makeup and did the chin or you know the the hair and everything, yeah. that'd be actually. But it would have to be kind of uh, lighthearted. It wouldn't. Couldn't well, be. But, like, I, but Captain Marvel should. Right, right, right. right. I, I, but he'd still play it straight. He wouldn't play it. Dumb it's now. interesting no, because yeah. I feel there's going to be a, now kind of a war for licensing to see with you know. DC's moving away from all that with the trials of Shazam, changing everything a lot, while at the same time you've got the Jeff... This is why we you said we talked about this, because we talked about Jeff Smith, Shazam, mm-hmm. Monster yeah. Society of Evil, um, you know, which is the more traditional view, and I think this movie is definitely moving forward on a more traditional view of Captain Marvel. Who would you get to play Black Adam? The Rock. Ooh! You know who I would pick? Who? Neil McConaugh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a segue? Is that a segue or is that well, a segue? Well, no, just because I looked at this Black Adam here and there's a Black Adam toy on the shelf and it kind of reminded me of like, Neil McConaughey. Or, like Neil, or Neil McDonough. Ooh, Leonard Nimoy would make a great Black Adam. Except that he's 80. old. Yeah. Oh, maybe he could do the voice. Maybe anyway. The animated series, maybe. Because yeah. there's a Shazam animated series on his way to the kids' WB. All I know is whoever plays Black Adam has to play Submariner. That'd be The Rock, because The Rock is attached to the Submariner. Yeah. So, there you go. Is he really? Yes. Oh. Yes. All right. So, wow. <laughs> All right. the Neil McDonough thing. slap him now? I can't. I'm going, I'm just, I'm going to slap him. That's why I'm sitting over on this side. I know. You're table. far away. I, it's far beyond, if only I were the elongated man. If only. If only. Why uh, do I care about the long? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jerk! Because he sacrificed himself I'm for kidding. all of I'm us. I'm kidding. I like to Take him. Neron out of the equation. Wow, it's... Okay, go ahead. Why do I care that much? Help me. Help me. <laughs> We're so pathetic. <laughs> I, I'm sick and hungry. Anyway, uh, but the Neil McDonough thing came out because it's something we've talked about before. Uh, Sci-Fi is doing a, an Oz thing uh, called Tin Man, which does... Oh, that's where I've heard the name. ...does bear a, a uh, 
suspicious resemblance to Dorothy from Elusive Arts. Uh, and uh, all I can tell you is that, yes, the Elusive Arts people did at one point pitch Dorothy as a TV series to sci-fi. Are we supposed to talk about this? Well, I think we can talk about this much because that's just a matter of public record. Oh, we know okay. they did that. Uh, I have the record right here. I don't know if they're taking what kind of where they're at, if they're taking some sort of legal action. But clearly it's, it's not daunting enough to sci-fi to stop moving forward with. They've cast. Uh, so Neil McDonough, who... Uh, you think should play Black Adam mysteriously out of the I, blue? You, you know, don't know. Top you, of my head. You're drunk. Mm. Uh, is On cast the as the character known as the Tin Man, which is what they call cops in this. Because they wear a tin O-Z. badge. They have a tin badge. We've got Alan Cumming as the Scarecrow-like character. I can't remember what they're calling him. Uh, it's Nightcrawler. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zoe Descanel is going to be Dorothy. DG. No, she's playing DG. Well, all right, but look, we're going to go with the We Animals. don't know if it's out. We don't know if her name's Dorothy. We don't. You're we right. just know in the hip new Could reimagining, Doug Garrett. people use no. initials instead of names. Absolutely. So Richard Dreyfuss will be playing the W. Hey. Is that hip? That might be. that hip? I don't think he's actually called the wizard. He's called. He's got a different name. They've yeah, but it's the the wizard analog. There we go. I, so it's a pretty high profile. I think he's playing Mr. It Holland. Sounds really hip. It does. does All it sound these, hip? It sounds. You, Zoe Deskinell is when hip. You, when you start I hear using she's initials write a instead of people's named names Toto. or titles, mm-hmm. he's the W. He's the W. I'm the T. I'm the. No, he's the T man. I'm the D. And you're the. Does that make you the the L man? The L P. The LP? The, a, the L-Pizzle. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Pez man. The L yeah. and the P. Keep working on that. Yeah, no, I'm it's saying. Not, it's not going to stick. If you tip Lon's head back, a little candy comes out of his throat. Look, great. look, you're just trying to make fetch work, and it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mean girl. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, so that <laughs> ah, that's out there. So, And you also picked up something about Speed Racer, didn't you? Um, did I email that to you? You uh, you you mentioned something about that. Oh, one of my favorite young child, I guess, young up and coming actors, Judd Hirsch is going to be. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. Oh wait, that's the guy from uh, Taxi. Taxi. Um, Emil Emil Hirsch. <laughs> Emil Hirsch is going to be playing the Speed Racer. He's going to play Speed Racer. I think right. that's a really good casting. Dude, he's awesome. I I think he could pull off any role. Um, put him as Billy Batson. I don't care. Um, I I think he'd be a little too old for Billy Batson. He's uh, put him in as uh, Frankie Jackson. Then I don't care. Um, but yeah, he's talkie Tony. Talkie Tony. They're they're talking. I don't know if it's confirmed, but the Wachowskis are uh, talking. Rumor it has it that they want to get Emil Harsh. Who play Speed Racer? The Wachowskis are doing Speed Racer. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is. That means good. those cars are really going to fly like that. They're going to go really fast, and the whole the movie's going to look bumper green. Bumper come out, and they'll go like mm-hmm. 200 yards in the sky. Yes. And they're going to film it in Australia for four months. Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, Emil Hirsch is a great choice. I think he's a very, very good actor. I want to see the car talk? acrobatic team. Didn't they it's talk about spe- Racer X Racer like a couple X. weeks ago? Vince Vaughn was talking about being Racer X. I think they've talked about Johnny Knoxville as Racer I thought X. there was somebody else recently. Uh, Judd Hirsch was actually. No, uh, not Judd Hirsch. He can play Hirsch. Pops Racer. <laughs> to put on a couple of pounds. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I could play Pops Racer. There you Maybe go. I should, uh, get down there for the audience. i got to get down there for audition. Let me hear you say Chim Chim. Chim Chim! There you go. Speed, look out! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, can you talk <laughs> without moving your lips? Ah! That's all I have to do is just go, ah! Speed, the car, ha-ha! I could at least be Chim Chim. Ah! 
Here we go. <laughs> you know, I um I never watched Speed Racer, so no? somebody tell me, is it cool or? It's, oh, it's awesome. Okay. It's one of those you really shouldn't get too worked up about when you go back and watch as an adult, but uh, boy, was that cool. They had like this. Uh, I love the car acrobatic team because it was like this team of cars. They're in a race, right? So all of a sudden, it's, it's better for them to pile up one on top of the other so there's one car driving the whole pile <laughs> of them because that's going to make them more efficient. Oh. Yeah. That was Obviously, yes. they never heard of aerodynamics There was back some then. kind of pirate. I can't remember. It was like had a feather across his... Oh, driving yeah. cap because you know yeah. Racer X had the driving cap with the goggles. Who was, who was the estranged older brother of Speed? Pops had driven away yeah. and he become a secret agent. So he was a racer and secret a secret agent. agent. It's one of the you know it's definitely one of those. You've got to you'd have to play it so straight because you couldn't play it at all campy because it would just be it would yeah. just be silly. If it was played straight, that would be awesome. It would awesome. just I think it could be very awesome. And then and Trixie, wait, Chim Chim was like a yeah. talking monkey. No, Chim Chim, Chim did not did even not talk. talk. No, he uh Speed he was has the pal for the younger Speed brother. Speed has a younger brother named Spritle. Spritle. Spritle Racer. I don't know what the heck that meant. Uh, Spritle and Chim Chim were always getting in trouble And they always dressed the identically and they would yeah. if they would hide in the trunk and it's one of the best Robot chicken thing. Spritle and Chim Chim go up and say, let's hide in the back of Speed's car and help him in a key moment. And they open it up and there's a chopped up Barbie in the trunk <laughs> of this, uh, the Mach 5. And they just go, ah. But I love the Mach 5 because it also sent out a little bird with a camera right, ahead of it. Right, you know, right. it was just, oh. It was, it was tough was, to. I was ahead of my time, I guess. Stuff to yeah. just totally. And then, come on, the theme song, Go Speed Racer, Go Speed Racer, Go Speed Racer, Go. I think I heard them He's remix that in track. like a dance track. They probably did. Years ago or something. And actually in Are Japan. Just waiting right ahead. Yes. Go Speed Racer. And, and, and Trixie, his girlfriend, looked like his mom, and so there was something very Freudian going on. I oh, but really you know understood. what? I think I have hmm. seen Pops Racer. You know who I think could play him good? Dick Butkus. Doesn't he look like Dick Butkus? Yeah, it kind of does. Kind of does. See, there we go. Could be. Could Kuchowski's be. call me. Okay. Well, you could play a good Pops racer. I'm not old enough. Sorry. No. Oh, Makeup. Maybe. So I could Wachowski's play older. Prosthetics. Okay. Let's do prosthetic it. Prosthetic chin. And while we work on our prosthetics and our audition, let's remind you to uh, email in if you uh, think that uh, either Lon or myself should play Pops Racer. Email the Wachowskis. We'll be we'll be doing uh, auditions <laughs> and, and next Rick week. And Rick can play can Rick can play Racer X. I want to be Racer X. That yeah. Be cool. Write an editor at fanboyplanet.com or write to or go to our message boards at fanboyplanet.com. Oh, and I also have another announcement too. We since uh, due to the overwhelming demand last week for the autographed. Uh, Posters Bridge for Bridge posters. Tur- We've actually, uh, Steve was able to find a couple more. Um, so we so could give away free signed stuff. Now, it's not actually ours, but we no, will sign No, we it. will sign the Bridge to Terabithia Poster. posters. And we could probably arrange to have everyone in the store sign we it. We probably yes. could. You can get an autographed poster. So we'll move forward on that. Anybody. Due to the uh, overwhelming demand. Mike Wegger, you want one? Email in. Email in. Emails. Now I understand, because uh, apparently I've had some problem with coding and not gotten up to iTunes last week, why Mike Wegger has not has not emailed, uh-huh. because it didn't go to iTunes. It's a small posting mistake that we'll correct. So can, I, will, I, will, I will try to fix that tonight. Um, Make it so, number one. Indeed. So there you go. Uh, so I'm Derek McCaw. Wait, are we done? I thought we were going to kill some uh, heroes. Oh, oh my goodness. That's right. We're going to bring back an actual feature that we said we were going to have as a, regu- a regular thing, and first first time one of these features will actually repeat. No, because we had two weeks of Wonder Woman of the Week. So now okay, yeah. is week two of lame ways to kill heroes in the Marvel Universe. Do so we have to bring back the voice? Too? Yes, oh, we do. Okay.
Now, I thought you said Rick had a way to... Rick had a good way. So he took this. issue with... Last week, we said you'd kill Iron Man by right. upgrading him to Vista. Yeah. Did I say that? I did. Oh, okay. I was bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting more RAM. It'll be okay. That's all you need is RAM. Uh, speaking of RAM, I think the way Tony Stark would actually bite it would be... Uh, a venereal disease. I don't think it would be related to this. Wow, thing. I thought we were keeping this highbrow. We are. Um, okay, no. There's nothing funny about that. Oh, you're right. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing funny. Occasionally itchy, uh, but that's it. Scratchy. Uh, you know, but nothing funny. Wow, yeah. but it is a lame way to kill Iron Man. Yeah. And yet... It, He's it, had every other disease. He's had neurological sense. diseases. He's had heart Would trouble. it be a technovirus or just a normal... Oh, he could get it from Doom. Okay. From Hocasta? Mm. From Jocasta. Oh, Jocasta or, or the Doom, uh, the, the, the personification of the Doomer, uh, of the Danger, Danger, the Danger Room. Oh, a Danger, yes, yeah, from yeah. Joss Whedon. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of kinky. That's kind of kinky, and yet yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah. What about the Ultimate Vision? That's a female robot, oh, it too. it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And Tony's, Tony's got a little bit of the kink He going. does have a little bit of the, Well, look, the guy's dressing up in armor. And that armor, that iron now, that not, iron now seeps, seeps out of his skin. Right? Yeah. I it's it's what coming have together. What they done to Iron Man? Okay. I'm sorry. I got uh, Are we just sticking to Marvel characters on this, or can we go DC characters? Lame ways to kill heroes in the DC universe. <laughs> go ahead, Lon. I put on my access cap and switched universes. <laughs> there we go. Wow. That just takes me out of the whole thing. No. Lame way to voice will haunt you. Lon! Lame way to kill Hawkman. All right. Um, uh, Gun club? Uh, you, uh, drive your car into, or have him drive into your windshield? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, that's a blue beetle. Oh, okay, right, right. It would have been no less lame than <laughs> no. the way he did. Yes, yeah. I don't know. Aquaman um, gets trapped in uh, a dolphin net, or a fish, a tuna net, or whatever. Chlorinated And uh, gets clubbed by some whalers. Look, dude, you haven't thought this through. You're awkward about it. I, no, I'm just coming up on the spot. Sorry. All right, yeah, I, there we go. Chlorinated I, I'm pool? Waiting, I'm waiting for some in a chlorinated pool? Yeah. yeah. All right. His eyes get really red. I'm hot. Give me another one. No. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Batman. Oh, Batman. Rabies. Venereal disease. Mm. Yeah. Venereal rabies. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be ironic. from? Tony Stark? Woman bat. Batwoman? Batwoman. Bat <laughs> no, I was thinking man bat. Man bat. There is a woman bat. There is a woman. Yeah. Francine Langstrom also transforms. She also transforms. Yes, yeah. yes. It's true. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't got no more. It's all right. We'll save some for next week. And when we revisit, and if you have, lame ways to kill heroes in the image universe. I was so critical of this. <laughs> and now you're choking. You're choking at the so end. Bad. Holy cats. I can't believe this. All right, so this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. With me, in the green. Uh, Seamus O'Brien. No, wait, it's already St. Patrick's It's a week Day. late for that. Lon Lopez is back. Lon Lopez in the house and wearing a people's, uh, Captain America for President t-shirt, never more timely. Rick Brad Snyder, and I have nothing but apologies for the last five minutes. It was all my fault. We'll edit that out. We'll edit it out. No, we won't. I Let know. his failure broadcast uh, across the land. It will make me a better person. Indeed. What does not kill you only makes you stronger. And you know what? We have a special guest. We do. To say goodnight to all our fans. All right, then. We'll let that person, that special guest, take it.
Who was our special guest last time? Last week? No, no, no. Oh, two not weeks last ago. Or. Two last, weeks ago. Last week it was you guys. <laughs> so last week we were lame, but someone cooler than us did it last two weeks week ago. Last week it was Noel Nail. Noel Neal, the original, original Lois Lane. Lois Lane, and she was a pleasure to Are we talk getting to. a caller? Caller, you're No, no, I think Cleveland, Ohio, you're on with So Fan I do Boy know Planet. who our special guest is this week, then, I think, by... Uh, so, by, yeah. by... There we go. And we, we need to gather more as we go through. We will. Uh, so we'll let that guest take it away. Hi, everybody. This is Richard Hatch, the original Apollo on the original Battlestar Galactica, and now playing Tom Zarek on the new reimagined version of Battlestar Galactica. And I just want to invite all of you to remember to use your powers only for good. And we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. I end up listening to the whole thing all the way through like three times so doing it, so... I listened to it once. I Can I introduce to your final you? Edit. Can I introduce you? Yes, go ahead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Wait, where are we at? Fanboy Planet? The yeah. comics? Yeah, hey, let's 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 set the arm. Steve? Huh? Okay, we close the door. Get rid of that ambient noise. <coughs> it's not Mike. We're Maybe now. it's Mike. We're recording shortly. The red light. We've been mocking you enough. Mike's going to have to step in and say something. Mike, do you have a topic that you're an expert on? What? Do you have a topic you're an expert on? Gas. Gas. Natural or Unnatural. Unnatural. Yikes. And we close the door? Okay. Did we turn off the... I'm still... I'm here in... AC. AC? That must be it. No, I don't have that on. There might be... Unless the... Could be a gas leak in the building. The next door? That's Mike! Pull my fingers. Maybe it's yes. right here. Steve Canary Simonetti. I'm not really hearing the... Uh... Yeah, I don't hear it. I'm hearing the phones. Okay. I, don't know. The I can hear the it without the... Oh, somebody left the game room fan on? No, somebody left the storeroom fan on. Oh. You're going to stand and intimidate me? All right. No, I'm not trying to intimidate you. I'm and to... we're live in three... I better run. Two. Ladies and gentlemen, joining you. Wait, not joining you. What's the here? Now, here now. Okay. <laughs> Three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, here now at the beautiful Fanboy Planet comic shop in Santa Clara, California.